With Shiki, Ari Styles, and D Money. Yes, I'm Ari Styles, and this is the turntable where we keep you turned and get you learned. And I'm D Money. Today we got a great show for you. You know, we'll be bringing you the facts, playing you the tracks. So let's kick it off with one of the all time biggest beefs in hip hop. Probably the most publicized, most talked about, most known about. People that's not even hip-hop heads um, know about this. There's been movies upon movies made. There's been documentaries upon documentaries made. There's been series made. There's entire shows based around it. This is probably the most publicized um, beef in hip-hop history. And this was actually a beef. You know, every week I, I like to uh, differentiate between this was a battle, not a beef. A beef is more personal. This was actually a beef. Tupac versus Biggie. Yeah, as you can see, already just gave it away. How <laughs> you dressed like that all? The time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it is a Tupac versus Biggie. So we're gonna we're gonna start with it. Kick it. One thing I just want to um, we're not gonna go so much into the deaths and explaining the the demise of these two artists. Yeah. We're speaking actually on the beef. There is a show called Decoding the Crime on Active FM, which actually did an episode about the Tupac and Biggie deaths and the criminal side of it. Just go and check that out if you want more information on that. We're actually more discussing the actual beefs. Yeah, the actual, the actual beef, yeah. Um, so it, it actually started in, it, it, uh, don't say beef, they, it started in 93, it uh, in 93, Tupac and Biggie, that's when they first met, right? Um, Tupac was uh, on the set of uh, Poetic Justice where Tupac was playing uh, Biggie's first, hit, first single. His party and bullshit. Yeah, right. And then um, he kept on playing it and repeat. And then he was surprised that okay, does does Tupac at that time he was a huge artist already, mm-hmm. and him listening to his listening to his music. And then from there, uh, Biggie uh, Biggie would st- Biggie would stay at Pac's house in LA when he used to come to LA. And then when you see, and then they, they used to basically visit. You're saying yeah, he, he let would, him, he would basically him? stop his shows. He was he was a fan of Biggie before Biggie was actually Biggie. Mm-hmm. He was still, you know, blowing up. He had signed to Puff, or maybe not yet. Mm-hmm. At this point in time, he was unsigned mm-hmm. hype. And Puff would stop his shows and let Biggie perform, would promote him, would, would basically him push is. him because he was a fan of him. He wasn't signed to Puff or anything of that sort. He was just a fan of Big, so he promoted him and pushed him. There was, there was even an incident where, where, where Biggie actually asked, asked Puff to be his manager. And Park said, no, rather stay with Puff, because Puff will make you a big star. Will make you a star. Actually, not, not to be his manager, to sign to Tag Life. Because yeah, that was pre-outlaws yeah. to Park at Tag Life, and he wanted to become a part of Tag Life. Yeah, so and then, then Park or Park told him, no, um, stay with stay with Puff, because Puff will make you a star. That's the truth. Puff made a lot of stars, but no one has survived Puff. Think about N- it. Yeah, nobody has. Right? They either die or return to God. Or Mace became a pastor. Shine became like a Jewish thing. Or, um, or what was his name? The died Craig Mack. Craig mm. Mack became like some cult religious leader thing. Yeah. And then others went to prison and died. You don't survive. Or, uh, yeah. Or the either 
bankrupt or yeah well the, the film, locks yeah. was lucky they got off yeah they early. got the, they got off, off, off the early i was talking like about people like black rob mm-hmm. they were those are big those are big artists in that in that, in that yeah. time so eventually they do french us, montana okay. alcoholic um mgk is wearing pink and doing rock music you do not survive but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway it was a yeah. tangent that i just had to go on right so then um they were play, they were basically friends right For a while, up until the, 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 the 94 quad studio incident. 94. 94, 94 yeah, that's the, the 94 quad studio incident. That's where Park got uh, shot for the, for the first time, right? The, the five times. The, the five, first, no, five, yeah, the first five, time, yeah. but I mean the five times, the first time, right? Yeah. Uh, we Damn near every song you hear after it, is it being shot five times? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so it's, 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 that, that, I think that's where, it, that where it started, because Park felt uh, like uh, Biggie knew who was the... Who was the shooters? Because prior to the prior to the shooting, B did one. Um, we, stay away have to stay away from those from from those two. Yeah, guys. what was the crew that uh, Tupac was moving with? Um, I forgot the name of them. It was uh, Asian Jack. Yeah, Asian 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 Jack. Jimmy Enchman. Jimmy Enchman and King Tut. Now, yeah. basically, what happened? Park was shooting the movie above the rim. Yeah. And he was basically studying them for the role because if you've watched the movie above the rim, he was playing. A New York stick-up guy, gangster, that type of mm. thing, and these were these guys' actual lives or the image they were portrayed. So he was studying them to prepare for that role. In doing so, that's basically how seriously he took acting back then that he was studying people to prepare for a role. And in that time, he built up a relationship with them. While building that relationship, Biggie, coming from the same area as them, had warned him, warned them about, uh, warned him about them, sorry, stating that these are serious guys. So just be careful in your interactions with them. Him, obviously, being the persona and the person that he was, didn't heed, take heed of that warning. Yeah, and then, yeah, basically, that, that happened uh, in the midst of his, uh, his, his, his case with, um, with it. They didn't need other okay, so the same guys involved in a situation. He had been in a, a room with them. They had introduced him to a certain female. This has been publicized. I'm not going to go too, too deep into this section mm-hmm. of it. And he had caught an, a, a certain charge yeah. of S.A., And these guys were involved in that situation, right? Uh, okay, yeah. So then, then he goes to the, he goes to the goes to the studio because he went to go record for uh, artist name, but I think Little Sean, if I'm not mistaken. Little Sean, yeah. Yeah, and um, I think a little, at that time in Quad Studios, Biggie uh, and P Diddy or Puff Diddy or Puffy, they were up they, uh, upstairs. Damn near the entire death row was up. Yeah, I'm not Junior Mafia. Bad Boy, Bad Boy, Junior Mafia. They were up, and then when um, Little Caesar saw. Tupac downstairs and called, told him to come upstairs, basically. Um, and then in the elevator, that's when Park got shot. Um, and the story what Park says, that he went upstairs and he saw Biggie and Biggie... And He's reacting. He's saying people's interactions with him and their reaction to okay. him wasn't that they were surprised or wasn't very helpful. Yeah. Um, so basically, but you got to think about it. At that point in time, you've just been shot five times. Allegedly, there is other people that state that he wasn't actually shot five times. Um, so you've been shot five times at that point in time by the people that shot you, you actually know, um, they know some other people, so your mind is racing and you're going through different things, you might not be in the best frame of mind. And you're paraphrasing what Biggie said, exactly in word for word, for word. you know that? It doesn't mean I'm fat, I paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what, what, what happened, um, and then uh, Tupac gets sentenced, Tupac gets sentenced to uh prison in new york um while while in prison um biggie comes out with a 
track called Who Shot Ya? And which Tupac uh, referenced it to say, you know, they made a song for you. It was kind, of, he was saying it was kind of a diss and a subliminal shot at him, basically mocking the situation that he had gone through. Mm. But in actuality, if you hear Biggie them speak about it, you've heard um, Mary J. Blythe speak about it, the locks, few other people who've heard that record say that song was made actually prior to the shooting of Tupac. It was made for Mary J. Blythe B-side. For those of you not old enough to know, a B-side before you would get singles that would come out from my album, which is your promotional songs. And they would have a, a single, which is the main single, and they have another song on on that actual CD or cassette or whatever it was, which was the B-side. That was made for Mary J. Blige B-side. But because, obviously, Mary, the song was too hard, too aggressive for her, so Biggie actually ended up keeping that song, putting a few more verses on there and releasing it. The issue people felt was the timing of that. The timing of a record and what he stating on the record, it felt weird that he would release mm. it at that point in time and even if Park didn't hear it before that or even if he did I can understand his frustration it seemed like he was mocking him and at that point in time a lot of artists were taking shots at him while he was in prison that's why you hear on the end of Hit Em Up he, he makes references to Trino XL and a few other people started taking some funny shots at him so with that the release of that song as well kind of added fuel to the fire yeah and also a little bit on the song like in the song he's talking about who shot you is about shooting someone, taking the jewelry, and that's exactly what, what happened, happened to yeah. Bach. Yes. And also, there was a thing that uh, Versace made rings for Tupac, which was, and then afterwards, Biggie had photos also with the same rings. And that also came out around the time that when Tupac was shot. So it, it was, it was kind of, yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of, and that actually started a whole... And the, the Versace thing is where why he actually accuses Biggie of stealing his style because back then the high-end fashion wasn't... Um, like now high-end fashion like Versace, Gucci, I don't even know all these names. You it's know Gucci Gay. Yeah. Gucci <laughs> Gucci, yeah, whatever his names of all these things are, Balenciaga and all of that, wasn't actually the thing. The streetwear was actually more um, popular back then. Um, Fubu. Fubu and then there's a whole lot of other names Kalkanai and whatever else mm. but Park was wearing Versace and weird stuff that looked like blouses and things back then mm. and then after that Biggie adopted that style so that was part of the reason as well he felt like Biggie stole his style and his music was more um, aggressive prior to his first album and then you hear the, the, fem the female heavy music the R&B sounding music and Park felt like that was taken from him in actuality that was something that Puff created yeah, and then on 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 that on the song we shot you about the you spoke about the timing, right? Um, Biggie actually didn't really want to release it at the time. Uh, I think Puff gave the go ahead, and Puff uh, was 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 actually the one that gave the go gave the go ahead. Um, yeah, so well, then it got that that that's when the basically when the beef started. Then uh, Tupac was still in prison. Then the legendary that Source Awards mm -hmm. when. Um, Sh when Shook Knight, not Shook Knight, not Shook. Uh, by the way, this is Shook Knight, yeah, right over here, my, my over my left, on my left. Stop comparing me to all fat people. Right. <laughs> yeah, but this one's a compliment for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, uh, Shook Knight mentions. Um, was it? Uh, was it like? You don't want the pro executive producer all up in the videos dancing. Come to death row. Yeah, I just wanted him to say it, uh, because yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Um, and that um, that sparked uh, what we call the further beef between the West and 
Say de- death Row for, and Bad Boy. Dead, uh, death Row and Bad Boy. It was publicized and advertised yeah, and yes. promoted as an East vs. West, West, but it was actually a Just Death Row Bad, bad Boy, boy. Issue. Yeah, Bad Boy issue, yeah. Because also at a time then, uh, what is this? Shug Knight uh, goes to um, Prison Pals to pack out and then... Uh, that's made to sound like he will to pack out. In reality, Buck had the number one album with Me Against the Wall. Yeah. I think that album had gone platinum while he was in jail. Prior to that album and being arrested and all this publicity, he had not did those type of numbers. He had a few singles that were good, but he didn't do those type of numbers as Me Against the World. People like to believe because of his success on Death Row that Tupac was a successful artist out the gate. No, he wasn't. His yeah. first two albums didn't do that well. No, he had a few Apocaly- singles that Apo- did well. No, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Now and um, um, Strictly For My yeah. didn't actually do all that well. Me Against the World where that publicity surrounded all... The controversy he had going on actually went number one and I think was on its way to platinum or already platinum. But he's a bail for his appeal. They had, they had appealed the, the charge that he had gotten because it was an excessive amount of time received for a charge of illegal touching. Um, so they had appealed it and the bail was 1.2 million. The, the record label he was signed to was Interscope, which was, was Death Row was on as well. Just to put this in perspective, Tupac was signed to Interscope before Death Row even existed, before yeah. there was a Snoop Dogg or any of that. Um, and they weren't actually paying the bill. So that's when Death Row decided to go and get him. Obviously, where the money came from, probably Interscope as well. So in actuality, they actually did end up bailing him out. So I know that it's like to be painted as um, Shug went and bailed him out. It wasn't money that came out of his pocket. It was a label that actually bailed him out. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's basically what happened. Tupac comes out and that's, that's, this is when he's... Um, the the, strikes, the, 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 rampage, the, the begins. rampage begins, right? Um, to, again, to give you a little bit of perspective, Shug and Puff had an issue. Besides for what he said at the source of yeah. was, there was a friend of Shug that was killed by a, by a bodyguard of Puff Daddy's. And obviously, big Tupac's issue with Biggie at that point in time made sense for him to be on death row. So he just added fuel to it, and the two of them went in a, on a rampage, basically attacking Bad Boy. Because... Yeah. Bad Boy was the, I mean, Puff was the head of Bad Boy, Shug was the head of Death Row, well, co-head of Death Row, and they were the two premier artists. Yeah, so in, uh, along the line then, uh, Tupac comes out, decides, okay, now, go straight, going straight to studio, created a, 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 double, a double album called All Eyes On Me. Uh-huh. It, it, it should be, actually, that, that album was highly successful. But it's gone diamond at yeah. that point. At that point in time, it was selling something like five million. And there's a famous interview where him and Snoop are speaking, and, and he's talking about the album sales. Like, they just, his album been out five months, and he barely touching two million. Mine been out two weeks, and it's on ever. So that album yeah. sold crazy, crazy. It's one of the highest uh, yeah. hip hop selling albums of all time, till now. Um, I, I might be mistaken, but and then uh, I think Tupac goes on this. Uh, he does an interview for for Vibe magazine. If I'm correct, man. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and that is when he mentions everything regarding regarding his issue with Biggie. Uh, he outlines it. Well, yeah, he's yeah. done multiple interviews because there's one with yeah. Sway as well. Where if if you go on YouTube now, um, so back then obviously there was they would cut the interview out and then come back because it was on radio. You know, a song was playing or whatever. Yeah. But they managed to record that entire interview. So if you go on YouTube and you actually find that interview, you'll see in between when the mics were supposed to be off, he was speaking thinking like he's talking just to Sway, but those mics were actually recorded and that interview got put out. So that's where he details it 
actually not thinking he's talking to anybody. Thinking yeah. he's having a conversation with a friend of his from Oakland. And there was a one of them as well. And the vibe interview where he gets deeper into it. Where he gets deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the media starts um, emphasizing the East versus West. Um, I think that then uh, Biggie gets a beat from, I think, I can't remember who it was. And it was one of the beats that Tupac supposed to use. Well, initially, um, Big was using the same producer that Park used before he was on death row. A producer by the name of Easy Moby. Yeah. They worked to Tupac and him worked together a lot on his early projects, and then Big started using him as well. So that's where their fallout happened. Um, but it was because they were the same producer. So the only official track you ever heard what Park and Big released it's running. is a track that he did, and this was I think prior to Big actually blowing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then Tupac goes on. Um, then there's then there's a famous dust track I think that then came out. Ne? Hear him up. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows. I don't even think yeah, we have to go deep into Iramap. Deep in Iramap, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, allegations. But and part of the anger that comes from like Iramap and things like that was um, when Snoop and then was shoot. See, Biggie likes to play. Well, people like to make it sound like Biggie was completely innocent in the situation. Mm. But when Snoop and then was shooting the video for New York, New York, which wasn't actually a diss track, Biggie went on the radio and said... Um, Tupac and the Dog Pound are in Brooklyn shooting a video. Park wasn't actually there. It was Snoop and the Dog Pound. Um, Brooklyn stand up. So in a way, he was indirectly saying, go do something to it. Yeah. And that's when the trailer got shot up. And that's part of the reason why Tupac got mad. And you hear him speaking about the things that he says on Hit Up. That was on Funk Master Flex's radio show. Yes, no, yes. Angie Martinez. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Angie, no, Angie no. Martinez is the other one. It was, no, it was Angie Martinez's show. As well. Yeah. Where he says, where Biggie phones in and says that. No, but yeah, but that, I'm talking about the, the that one. That was the one when he says Brooklyn stand up. That's the Angie Martinez show. They even speak about it with Snoop when she got the show where she speaks about it with Snoop. Because he heard the interview. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then it's... Oh, it might be different. Uh, no, 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 it's Martinez. Funk, it's funk Angie, Master Angie, Flex. No, Angie, Angie Martinez also comes in. Yeah, yeah, Angie Martinez comes in the, 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 the later part where... Where Tupac... Uh, where Snoop goes up then say he's cool with Biggie. He's cool with Biggie. That's, 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 the, that's the one I think you referred to. You at Funk, so what, 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 uh, Funk Master Flex. Mm. Yeah, that was the... The one when uh, the one where on the radio. The one where he stand up. Yeah. Um, yeah, then it goes on. Uh, that's when the, the, the diet of the... Of the beef. Right? Between Big. Biggie East Coast and, and West East Coast. Because he takes aim at a lot of yeah. East Coast artists on there. But those artists were either, um, like, well, Mo- he responds to Mob Deep on there, which was, because there's actually a CNN track called LLA, which was a response to Snoop and M's New, New York, York, New York, York yeah. which was CNN, Mob Deep, and Tragedy Gaddafi. But in there, the biggest artist at that point in time was Mob Deep, coming off the back of Shook Ones and things. And he thought they were dissing him on, on one of their records with, with Shook Ones. Mm. And he takes aim at um, at people that were saying stuff about him, as well as on original version where the, he was actually uh, he mentioned Jay-Z's name on the original version, but they say he was so aggressive that the mic was shooting out so they couldn't record it. So if you are somewhere out there, you'll find it. There's original version where Jay-Z's name is mentioned in there as well. So at the end, he's just naming all these people that either said something about him or he got issues with it. It was looked at as the entire East Coast because they were premier artists from the East Coast mm-hmm. at that point in time. And Biggie was the biggest thing on the East Coast himself, the king of New York. Yeah, uh, but, but also on that with, with, with New York, Tupac, yeah, what's it called? What's the... Uh, what 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 certain artists in in New York is he's the Buckshot Shorty and um, Smith and West and the Bootcamp Click. Yeah, 
Yeah. They um, were trying to make an album called One Nation to kind of kill that idea that there yeah. is an East Coast, East Coast, West Coast. Yes. Um, yeah, then that happens. Um, Tupac uh, starts going. You know, Tupac was a guy where in a studio he recorded multiple, multiple, multiple songs. Multiple songs. So what he used to do is tell the producer, okay, just give me, just give me a beat, just just give me a beat and uh, let me, and then he'll do his verse, he do his thing, and he say, he say, okay, put it one side, do another one, do another one, do another one, and that's why we have so much uh, things. So much material, so much even material. posthumous material, yeah. because he recorded so much. It's believed that there is still a lot of material out there because it's unreleased. Yeah, and then, and then he, 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 he plans out uh, a song called God Bless the Dead, where he speaks about Biggie dying. Biggie dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. Which in essence turns out the other way around because he died first. first. Yeah. Um, and then there was a slew of other dust tracks that he put out as in um, Biggie as well, Jay-Z, yeah. Nas. Uh, but some of those yeah. came out posthumously as well. Um, the, the, and a whole lot of other yeah. people that he was going at. And then from the East Coast, there wasn't much people responding really. You had CNN and Mob Deep on LALA. Mob Deep dropped a gem on him. Uh, Jay-Z did a track, but it, he ended up passing away, so he only performed that record. And then there was a few other people that took little bit shots here and there. But people like to think that Biggie never responded or never wanted to respond. There is word of him actually responding on a Basta Rhyme and Nas record, but the track never came out. And he was one of the pioneers in that subliminal shot style, where you take a shot that's direct and kind of not direct at mm-hmm. you, so it can be did. So he did take a few shots at him. Even the line where if fate had two and she'd have two parks, get it? Two parks. Um, and a few other shots. Yeah. Um, I think in, in the life after death also there's, there's, there's I can't remember the song. That comes after he died. Yeah. Last kiss, good night. Yeah, yeah, there's it. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the one. Yeah, so that's that's the the, the beef between two Park and B. Well, in September 13, yeah, Park ends up dying. Yeah. Um, like I said, we're not gonna get into the deaths and all of it. You can check out the decoding crime show on Active FM. Yeah, they get deep into that. Decoding the crime verse. Decoding the crime verse. Sorry, they get deep into that. Go check that out. The, the, all the episodes, but especially the two Park Biggie one, if you want some reference on what we're talking about. He dies September 13, um. 1996. Thereafter, you were speaking about the Long Kiss Goodnight songs. Biggie's new album is set to come out. Mm. So he goes on a tour. That's where I'm um, going back, back to Kelly, Kelly. If you watch the movie, he goes back to LA. He then, before that song drops and that album comes out, he he does a freestyle on the radio station, and in that freestyle, he's doing the verses from that song. Now, whether people admit it or not, because Puff has come back later to say certain songs were about Nas, wasn't about Pac. If you listen to that song, that is a shot at Tupac. Direct mm-hmm. shot at Tupac after he is dead. And he's speaking about him dying and the yeah, way yeah, he yeah. dies. Now, granted, Biggie always gets painted as the innocent one in this beef. Then they make it sound like Pac was the aggressor and Pac was wrong because mm-hmm. he made up a story that wasn't true, that Biggie had nothing to do with us. But then why take such a bad shot at the man after he's dead? Yeah. If you listen to that song, listen to it properly, that is a shot at Tupac. No two ways about it. It seems somewhat cowardly to me. And it makes Park seem very prolific because on, on what is it, the record? Um, Which one? Troublesome. He says, yeah. people talk a lot after I'm gone because they fear me in a physical form. Yeah. And then he drops at this record after he's dead. Yeah. And then after it seems to have died down somewhat because then Big on that same trip, Big ends up getting killed as well. Yes. Yeah. Just about six months later. And yeah, uh, we're not going to do it. Too much, deaths, in, yeah, too, yeah. too much into the deaths because, like we said, the code in the crime was did a. Yes, and that's somewhat it, it painted 
a bad picture for hip hop at that point in time because prior to that you had battles and things like this. This was somewhat the first one that became a violent beef. Whatever happened mm. prior to that, you know, with Death Row, Snoop, all of these other people, whatever happened in New York were done behind the scenes. Yeah. So you wouldn't really know about it, and if they saying something on a song about it, you wouldn't know because you weren't there for the incident. You'd just think they were talking. Mm. This one came so much to the forefront, was so highly publicized, was pushed so much to the forefront by record labels and media companies, and both of these artists died, and they died in such a short period of time together that it painted hip-hop in a bad light at that point in time, but at the same time was selling millions of records because of the controversy. That's right, yet people had to come out afterwards to kind of bring that back together. You had Snoop um, coming at Minister Farrakhan and bringing all the rappers together to kind of kill all the beef so we, can, so we don't have an incident like that repeating itself. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about, yeah, what, what, when we do the battle versus war, we won't have battle versus war, we won't have the, 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 the war version because, because of the situation. Um, both, both artists, um, no. Well, passing. The battle side of things you'll have to say Park yeah. because Big never directly responded. Mm. Um, I don't, yeah, the war side makes no Big, sense yeah, because they yeah. both end up reaching their demise. Um, but you gotta um, give them props as both artists, legendary artists, they changed the game, I think. Of course, of, yeah. Um, Park was one of the first people that blended styles together with gangster rap, conscious rap for the woman, all of these different yeah. things together. Biggie, his what, his subliminals, his lyrical ability, his ability to switch up his flow, the way he did him on a record with Bone Thugs and him doing their flow, yeah. was they were both trendsetters, phenomenal. If you ask 10 people who's their top 10 or top 5, 9 out of the 10 is going to have Park and Biggie in their top 5. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so regarding, regarding the battle, like, uh, I think yeah, I agree with you, Tupac, uh, Tupac won the battle. Um, about Agree with you also about legendary artists. Yeah. Um, I think, Tupac I think Park's legendary status is even understated the way yeah. we say it. Till now, he's arguably the biggest he's, artist of all time. Yeah. He's up there with he's, Bob Marley he, and things like yeah, that. He's, he's looked at he, as somewhat of, you know, as a prophet yeah. and prolific. Yeah. And revolutionary. revolutionary. And he spoke about so many different things. If you play his record still today, it still makes sense still today. Yeah. So I don't even think I have to explain this to people. If you're really prepared and even if you're not, you'll know what. Tupac means to the culture, to the world, that type of thing. Biggie's style as well. But one thing I do want to add, both of these artists are held in such a high regard that they've passed away, right? But if you take someone like Big Pun, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal rapper. Arguably better, about, well, Pac's never an MC, but arguably a better MC than Big. Some people might feel like that, right? Yeah. He also passed away. He also had a small discography before he passed away. Why is he not looked at in the same light? I think they both hailed in the same light because one, the beef was so publicized. Yeah. Two, the way they both died in terms of getting killed. Mm. Two, they both died so close together. Yeah. I think that's why also the, the, the drama surrounding the the it, I think it was, yeah. made it a larger than life type of thing. People yeah. look at these guys like heroes and what they have been through. So they, they held in this light. Now, this is no disrespect to either artist. I'm just saying they held in a certain light because of the actual beef and the way they passed away versus someone like Big Pun, who was also great at what he did, phenomenal at what he did, um, a pioneer for Latino hip-hop, which is big, not Latino hip-hop, but Latinos in hip-hop today, which is huge, uh, but doesn't get the same love and credit that the Biggie and Park would get because of the issues surrounding the actual beef. Yeah, um, wait, you said earlier, Tupac is set uh, against, yeah. So you, so I agree with you with the um, 
like on the bottom you get artists that are just general artists when you say yeah they artists right mm -hmm. but what sets Tupac uh, I think it transcended hip-hop it, it transcended, transcended music hip -hop. yeah it transcended music um so like Bob Marley did mm -hmm. uh Pac for hip-hop he was our Bob Marley in hip-hop I can I can't even I, I don't know how not to agree with it yeah. I would have to for me I would that, that, that's how I take that that's how I that, that's how I feel um towards Tupac as you can see my, my, my for the younger person. audience listening right now, some people I believe are still young people are still fans of Park and Big and so forth, but a lot of you guys aren't. You know, you've heard people like Lil Yachty and all these nonsense people say stuff mm. about them. Definitely go check the music out. If you haven't, I highly doubt because they are two biggest artists in the world, so I guarantee you've come across their music. But if you haven't, just definitely go back in and check the discographies out. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Anything you want to add, Dimani? On that. Uh yeah, so the beef actually created something that lasted for yes. years that's been still going on. It's almost what, we're in 2022, mm. so it's 26 years later. And they both and still, still making movies, documentaries, we talking about it. Yeah, this, it's, it's, it's uh, ongoing, I think it. It's something that people are still always be intrigued yeah. because It's always been intrigued. And I think what makes it more intriguing and make people more interested in it is that the fact that these murders were never ever mm. solved. Yeah. So that, that, that ongoing investigation into that and people keep continuously looking into that makes it more intriguing for people. And then there's a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the murders with regard to police and so forth. And conspiracy theories about Tupac being alive, which keeps the story going mm. and going and going. Mm. Uh, another question, what's it called? Because I had a, uh, a, a comment in the week where, uh, you know, there's uh, so called someone, what's called, mentioned to me uh, between Tupac and B. Yeah, Tupac incited the violence. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, you can say that, yeah. Because uh, um, you mean incited the violence no, between him and B. No, or no, the, no, him getting no, shot the no, first time? No, he, he incited violence in hip hop. That's why. When, when, when people get oh, you mean he incited violence within hip hop? Within hip hop, yeah. No, gangster rap existed before him. KRS yeah, One was throwing people exactly. off stages before him. Yeah. Um, he just put it more on the forefront. To make it known. Because yeah. you have crushed that through people off stage, it would fight, it would break yeah. out, it was Zulu Nation. There was a whole lot of violence within it prior to that. But I think yeah. his was more publicized yeah. and was more on the forefront. And, and in actuality, they, that's probably had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. So you can't say he brought violence to hip hop. It's yeah. just because no, they're so close together that people looked at no, it like it, that yeah, was the case. That, that, and because Biggie died in LA. But no, I, yeah. I don't think he, he brought violence to hip hop because yeah. there were situations before that, like if, uh, the Ruthless and NWA story, yeah. there was violence in that. Um, yeah. The Ice Cube and Ruthless story, the the things that was happening in New York, obviously, and the other places. So no, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't you say wouldn't, Yeah, I wouldn't say because that's, that, that's one of the comments that we, we, yeah, that we say. Um, now he did bring a level of aggression yeah. that inspired guys like uh, I wouldn't because DMX existed before Park, but with the DMX blowing up, yeah. it looked at he was you know f guys like Fifty Cent and things like yeah. that. The level of aggression that came into the music, which we all love, I would say that in him also putting things on the forefront, not taking subliminal shots and things, being direct. Yeah. Um, if you look at Fifty's dust tracks, it's extremely disrespectful. Yeah. He talks in the beginning and in the end of all his dust tracks. That's all Tupac influenced. So he did incite certain things and he was perpetuating an image that some say wasn't really him because if you listen to the music, the funny part is Park was only on death row for 10 months. Yeah. 
two actual albums came out on two double albums. The second one, okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, the Maka, the Maka really is a double album as, as well. Right, and then prior to that, Park had some of you had early two Park, which was um, fun, Co- loving, conscious, uh, conscious, right? You had me against the world. It was the album before Death Row, which was a combination of gangster rap and conscious rap. Yeah, and then you get Park on Death Row, which was somewhat all gangster. Rap. Yeah. Looked at like it because he was still a slew of consciousness and giving game and speaking to his people on there, but that's how it's looked at. I'm saying the perception the of perception, it. He created a persona that might have not yeah. been him, but in actuality, him prior to being death row, had shot cops and been through cases mm. and been through certain things, but so it was not that, but it wasn't in his music. Yeah, you see, on death row, why people also are all I regard for, 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 for Tupac because yes, he wasn't. He, he, he was portraying something that he wasn't. Not but necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, people he, he looked at, yeah, like looked at no, what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so people looked at it, right? But he was actually just highlighting the socio-economic status of the people in the uh-huh. in the streets. And like Ice Cube always said, you're the CNN of your environment. Yeah. So he had come from so many different um, ghettos. Like he lived in New York, Baltimore, Maryland, Oakland, and then LA afterwards. So he had the experience of going oh. around the country and experiencing all of these different environments. So he was able to put that in the music and express that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I said we're done, and then I yeah. went on a three-hour <laughs> on a rampage. On a rampage. <laughs> and we we'll, we we'll like it. That, that that's what you must continue to do, Shiki. Don't so stop. Let, let's okay. get into a song, and this is by F- Flame and NF. Call start over. Everybody's got a blank page, a story they're writing today, a wall that they're climbing. You can carry the past on your shoulders. You can start over regrets, no matter what you've gone through, Jesus. He gave it all to save you. Carry the cross on his shoulders So you can start over Don't let your heart be troubled Don't be afraid To the broken hearted Bear with you, babe Never been born, never been torn Never sinned, never disobeyed I know you think there's no hope No, but that ain't true Jesus saved I know you feel a regret Like I Brought this all on myself Like I Messed it up big time And this time I don't deserve God's help Thinking How can God forgive me After knowing what I hid Can he After knowing that I hid from him And I stayed away and backslid Listen Jesus came for the sick So true Jesus came for the weak Amen Jesus came to give good news And to set the captives free Amen Listen Jesus came for the poor Amen Jesus came with the kids Amen Jesus came to remove the chains So the prisoners Every land has got a Come crashing in, now come the winds in your defense. So whatever it is that you've done. 
done. He put that punishment on his son. His You'll son. never come under his condemnation. Conquer sin and Satan in his accusations. So dry your eyes, lift up your head. Instead, took our place and now we embrace a clean slate with the eyes of faith. We do unfailing love, unfailing love. Everybody's it's not too late, it's gone Guys, so since we've been talking about Tupac and Biggie, I want to test the two of your guys' knowledge. Just a word of small quiz. I want to set some rules okay. before, you before you pick up here. <laughs> so we're going to do it fair. Okay. So make sure we're going to wait until I read the whole question before you answer. Uh, if, if, I know if we answer, know the answer, I can't help. It's like word vomit. Did you want to disqualify you? Uh, okay, then, 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 then I automatically take a point if he answers because I can't help myself. Right, okay, it. we're gonna kick it off. Uh, okay, so first question: What was the name of Tupac's debut album? Tupac Clubs Now. We yeah, both, we, we both, both waited. We both, we both waited, and we both did it together. He has one one, right? one, one. half half. Okay, half. <laughs> uh, five, uh, fifty cent and fifty cent, right? Okay, let's go. Uh, what film was Tupac kicked out of after assaulting the director? Uh, so, uh, Minister Society. Ha, two for Ari. One and a half. One and a half. <laughs> no, give you the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My half is a one because I'm okay, four, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Two, okay. two, one. What was the name of the hip hop supergroup that Biggie started putting together before? Julia Mafia. Both of y'all are wrong. Oh, the commission. Ah, yeah. Too late. Too late. Yeah. Ah, wait, wait, wait. No, too, too late. Too late. You answered wrong. Why? So because why can't I go time to answer no, again? No, you answered wrong. We gave the answer. It's wrong. So you but can't. I got time to no, answer no, no, again. No, no, why no, don't no, I have time no, to answer no. again? It's only fair. It's only fair. We were wrong, but if we could no, answer. No, it doesn't matter. You first matter. give the wrong answer. You first give the wrong Once you give a wrong answer, you can't say. Supposed to move on. Yeah, so you must move on. Sorry. Thank you. I had the right answer eventually. Okay, so what's it? One and a half. No, one and two. Just two and yeah. Okay, next one. What was the last single released before Biggie's death? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. I don't know. I was like five years old. Wasn't it uh, More Money with Problems? No. That was after he died. Going back to Kelly? No, that came out earlier. Uh, and that was a little Big, Big Papa? Oh, you just named Biggie songs now. <laughs> you got it wrong now. Yeah, we got your book. What was the answer? Hypnotize. Ah, I was shooting a video and talking about being high in the video. I should have remembered it. Wasn't this guy's a limit? No. Okay, so next one. What year was Tupac inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, 2019. How wrong. 2017. 2017. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I know it was correct, but in 20. You think I should remember <laughs> trivia? <laughs> and, 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 and who did uh, the article? Snoop Dogg. Then. Okay, in which song does Biggie rap? You got a gun up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place. 
Because I see somebody tonight that should be having my baby. What's the name of the baby? Song? I don't know. I can't think about it now for some <laughs> yeah. reason. I was a pick papa. Yes, sir. Nachman, Nachman. So it's equal up. Two, two. Two, two, yeah. Okay, that's a little easy one. Let's see if you know this. In Juicy Biggie Raps, yeah, this album is dedicated to all the. They Teachers told that me told I got nothing. Out to <laughs> Shiki, do what? Three, two. Three, two. Okay, what was the name of Biggie's protege hip hop group? Junior Mafia. <laughs> I had it first. No, no, we both did it together. Come on, come on. I had it yeah, out first. Give, give we it both did it together. So four, it's 4 3. 4 3. To me. Yeah, okay, four, last, three. Uh-huh. last question. Uh, which group has a song with Biggie and Tupac? Contacts. <laughs> <laughs> and harmony. No, and harmony. He came the full name. No, 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 in your mind. <laughs> in your no, mind, no, yeah. I won, I, I won the 50 cent uh, LL Cool rating. Yeah, yes, yeah. I won by landslide, so it counts as the I'll find footage of that if it exists. Yeah, there is footage. <laughs> yeah, not of the competition. Maybe on the uh, Hot 97 <laughs> radio station. <laughs> yeah. We won, I won, I won, I won, I won. Okay, so uh, let's get into some more tracks by NF. Leave me alone and remember this. Handle business, not a joke, yeah Manners missing, travel different, no control, yeah Time to listen, time to zip it, keep it closed My description, highly gifted, take some notes, yeah Lack of interest, why'd you visit, hit the road, yeah Kinda twisted, so keep your distance, be a ghost Yeah, see, I'm inventive, but quite the menace You ain't know, well then I'm offended Let's jog your memories, here we go, yeah I went from nobody to kinda famous Hide my plaques inside a closet, I just can't explain it My wife, she tells me that she's proud and thinks that I should hang them But I just leave them on the ground right next to my self-hatred Yeah, yeah, mental health, where's my mental health? Diagnosed with OCD, what does that mean? We'll gather around That means I obsessively obsess on things I think about That means I might take a normal thought and think it's so profound Ruminating, feel balloons are full of doubts Do the same things, if I don't I'm overwhelmed Thoughts are pacing, they go round and round and round It's so draining Move on to something else, fine. Running the game is they don't even know it. Like I'm undercover and no one to blow it. They come out and know it, they don't even notice. The flow is so cold, you would think it was slowing. I'm under the weather, but wind isn't blowing. I got an umbrella for difficult moments. You gotta admit it, I'm very devoted. I'm out in the rain, but it don't know me, so it's alright. Hold up my balloons and cover up my face. I can feel them weighing on me every day. I should let them go and watch them float away. But I'm scared if I do, then I'll be more afraid. Tell them how I feel, but they don't wanna change. Tell them how I feel, but they remain the same. Loosen up my grip, they say that's not okay. Quiet, 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 quiet. Debate if 
if we're underrated. We're so overlooked that they're looking over our numbers, Nathan. We don't do enough interviews or go out in public lately. We don't post enough on our socials to keep the buzz from fading. Let it fade, yeah, let it fade. Once it's decimated, then you drop a song out of nowhere and all the fans embrace it. Then the buzz will surface again as part of my operation. I don't need advice from my doubts right now. End of conversation. Shut your mouth, yeah, shut your mouth. Better tone it down, close it now. If you make a sound, I'ma change it now. Funny how they be acting loud. Coming on it now, slowly ground. Man, the kid is wild, pretty wild, true. I'm kinda funny, but don't really show it. I keep it together, but have a disorder. I go to my room and I sit in my corner and talk to myself in a language that's foreign. I think of a rhyme and I have to record it, but no, if I don't, I wake up in the morning and question my life again, always avoiding. I hate to be different, but I hate to be normal, so I. Hold up my balloons and cover up my face. I can feel them weighing on me every day. I should let them go and watch them float away. But I'm scared if I do, then I'll be more afraid. Tell them how I feel, but they don't wanna change. Tell them how I feel, but they remain the same. Loosen up my grip, they say that's not okay. Quiet, 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 hey, leave me alone. No name, I said fame called Told you I hung up, it kind of felt wrong Finally called him back, we didn't talk long He asked me how I'd been, I sent him this song Yeah, think he took offense, he kind of seemed off I texted him that night to ask what he thought It took a couple days to get a response But once I finally did, he said the song sucks Feel the symptoms, couldn't miss them Wrestle with them, then I pin and flip them Brought them back up, no way you should get some Who you dissing? Mood is switching, don't come in the kitchen You should listen, cooking record for my hands are blistering So persistent, don't forget this Hold the tension, soul is bending No pretending, open-ended, low percentage So demented, no consensus, no tremendous No apprentice, no incentive, show intensive so possessive, turn aggressive, watch your step when I Hold up my balloons and cover up my face I can feel them weighing on me every day I should let them go and watch them float away I'm scared if I do, then I'll be more afraid Leave me alone, leave me alone Yeah, leave me alone, leave me alone Yeah, 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 leave me alone, leave me alone Sections surround yourself with people that challenge how you think. Now, people that nod their head and act like they agree. Those people that cut you open just to watch you bleed. Always be yourself, not the person that you pretend to be. No, these people gon' tell you that you will never make it. Then when you do, they gon' say they knew you were going places. That's just how it works. Next thing you know, you'll be overrated. Hearing people say they missed the old you. It's crazy, ain't it? And perfect people don't exist, so don't pretend to be 
attention to yours And money's where you find happiness, you'll always be poor If you don't like the job you have, then what do you do it for? The cure to pain isn't something you buy at liquor stores, nah The real you is not defined by the size of your office The real you is who you are when ain't nobody watching You spend your whole life worried about what's in your wallet For what? That money won't show up in your coffin Signed up to be hated That's kinda weird Cause I don't remember Signing my name up Coming from people That give advice But never take none I like my privacy But lately I feel it's invaded I heard that life's too short Don't let it pass you by We waste a lot of time Crying over wasted time It's not about what people think It's how you feel inside My biggest failures in life Are knowing I never tried I look at the world From a different angle People change Even Satan used to be an angel Think twice before you bite So that was songs by NF, our focused artist of the week. What does NF stand for? Uh, so NF is his actual name, mm. first name and last name, which is Nathan Feierstein. What? Nathan, jo- Nathan John Feierstein. Yeah, like it's I, pronounced Feierstein. Yeah. Okay. Was born also in Michigan on March 30th, 91. So a little backstory on him. Uh, he grew up with his parents, and then his mom was addicted to pain prescription pills. And then from there, his parents divorced. So, so his mother was Eminem. I'm getting uh, to that. So then he. Uh, yeah, so then NF, like he grew up with, uh, he stayed with his mom for a while, and then was kind of physically abused by her boyfriend once his parents like divorced. And he's got two younger sisters, so. He then moved in with his dad, and from the age of 12 is when he got into music. That's when he started like making songs, rapping. From there, he moved on like his granddad was a pastor, so he grew up in in the Christian, like in church. And then he did move on to with him. He did start uh, making music from a young age, and with him, he he credits like. Uh, what Ari was gonna get into, he credits Eminem as his biggest influence well, in getting into he's rap. From Michigan, Eminem is from this. So yeah, so there were a lot of comparisons between them. And his the mother fact. was addicted to painkillers. Eminem was a prescription yeah. drug Like addict. people thought he was actually Eminem's brother, and yeah. I know Ari has a lot to say. You should have ran with that. Thing. Okay, yes. no, yeah. Um, so he said he said in uh, 2014 he signed to Capital Music um, 
Capital Music Group. Capital Records or Capital Capital Music? Christian Music Group. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cannot Capital Records. Capital Christian Music Group. Um, from there, uh, he released um, one of his singles. Uh, one of his singles on the, the album, um, on his album, his first studio album, Mansion. Um, the the intro, which was the intro, which was the lead single is called Intro. Um, it was included in the video game video game Madden Madden NFL 16. Um, yeah, and then yes song he basically um, yes songs uh, in the Billboard his his album ten year album in 2017 uh, he debuted number one in the Billboard 200. Um, his first single from that album called Let You Down was. His first single on the chart on the chart on the chart or in the hot hundred chart. It debuted at eighty seven. And then he had a song called Destiny, also included in the in a video game called ML uh, in the MLB the video game MLB the show eighteen. Um in twenty nineteen he released a he, he uh, album called The Search. Um then he had more singles like When I Grow Up from that uh, from that album. Um, and when you're talking, when we're talking about um, Eminem, alright, mm-hmm. uh, people couldn't started, wait to get to the school. Yeah, know? I couldn't wait. Uh, his style, right? He's credited at um, Eminem being his prime, uh, his prime influence. So he's basically, and people compare him to Coco. Co- co- is he white? Yeah, makes sense. And, but also, it's because it was his inspiration, right? So you can hear certain artists where they got the inspir- influence from. Um, so yeah, so he, he was, uh, got, like, I heavily compared with, uh, with Eminem. Um, well, I think that my, I, I haven't the other music, but I think no. that might be based on where he comes from as well. Yeah. And then, um, if you hear Eminem's, uh, track called The Ringer, mm-hmm. he mentions, N- he mentions NF in the track. You could have been talking about something else to mm-hmm. the N and F. No, he mentions NF. Nothing Saying, forever. No, mm-hmm. stating about, no, stating about uh, people comparing me to NF or what, what, in the line. I can't just remember the line. Uh, Come prepared with the lines. Are I can't remember the line, man. Do you understand? Something it's a problem. Eminem was down when you used to cheat in school or your exams. You used to write it on a note and pull the note out your pocket. You have wrote it on a note and pulled the note yeah, out your pocket. I, I really didn't think of doing that. I don't even have seen my. I need to keep my hands clean. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, then he responds to that. He responds to Eminem's the reference mm-hmm. and people thought it was a, people thought it the, 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 the track is called returns uh-huh. you must listen to that album that, 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 that song because people thought you was dissing uh people thought no uh he's dissing eminem but it wasn't him dissing it was him just paying a- anytime now unfortunately we live in a time with a social media and all this crap that anytime now you say another artist's name or you reference them or a song is directed or a line is direct it is taken as a diss mm. whether it is or it isn't yeah. it is just taken that way yeah um, and on, on Eminem's uh, particular that, that, that line where he mentions NF, he also didn't um, really. Does it was more of people? He was more uh, a response to the, to, to everybody to say. Yeah, you say, stop comparing say him to me. Stop comparing him to me. They be two different artists. And on the song returns, people thought he was the NF was dancing Eminem, but in the in turn, in actual fact, he was mentioning who was his. Influence, influence, and he regards Eminem as his idol. Yeah, it looks like Ari. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> like all the same. Yeah. yeah, but then also like with his rap style, it's like he doesn't use like curse words or he doesn't 
rap about like crime. He's his other. He's more of like an emotional kind of rapper where past things that's happened in his life. That's what he talks about. Speaks and of his personal experience. Yeah. So yeah. his lyrics are more like it's like relatable to people what they're going through and. Yeah. So he is signed to Capital uh, Christian uh, the label, but it's not. He's like he doesn't describe himself as just a Christian rapper. He says he's an artist, so yeah. that way, it it doesn't like weighs wow. only in that one genre. But he is on the like. He's mainly what's, yeah. what's in that. Uh, yeah. And when you say top, uh, remember last time last week you said about top uh, top three. He is one of the top top three in Christian hip hop. Uh, one, two, or three, are <laughs> One, two, or three. You want me to do it in in in, in, uh, in order? No, I don't. I just do it because you did it to me. Okay, <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, I think it's for me. It's number yeah, it's number three. Okay. All right, you do. Um, yeah, so it's also a tracks with some of the previous yeah. artists, like we've mentioned, Flame, Toby Flame, Mac. Toby Mac. There's a lot of uh, big uh, big artists that that, that, that that gave him pro, that gave him much, which is Logic. If you know Logic, uh-huh. um, I don't have Logic, but I know yeah. Logic. Yes, I think it's Logic. It was Logic. It was like. Uh, but a regardless of, of the, the, the commercial artists yeah. that work with, if yeah. even if you if you listen over the past few weeks when we've we've focused on a specific Christian artist, right, and we've played songs for him, almost all of the ones we've mentioned have worked with the other ones we've mentioned. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. it seems like a very collaborative subgenre. They are, they are yeah. collaborative. Yeah, and it's coming from all ma- majority of them are in part with uh, the one one six click or reach they with Lecrae, Lecrae, reach uh, records, reach records. Yeah, yeah. basically. They all, it's, they all together in. They yeah, they kind of <laughs> help each other out and you know like because these are growing. Mm. Industry, As opposed to yeah. competing, they working yeah. together, which is a good thing. You share fan bases that way. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that was on NF. We have nothing further on <laughs> NF. <laughs> you enjoyed this NF. <laughs> NF yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so no. let's get it. We've got something for oh, We're gonna, okay, so. gonna get a song. <laughs> get into a song by NF. Yeah, gonna let you down. That was one of his biggest tricks. Feels like we're on the edge right now. I wish that I could say I'm proud. I'm sorry that I let you down. Let you down. All these voices in my Yeah. I guess I'm a disappointment Doing everything I can, I don't wanna make you disappointed It's annoying I just wanna make it feel like everything I ever did Was never trying to make an issue for you But I guess the more you thought about everything You were never even wrong in the first place, right? Yeah, I'ma just ignore you, walking towards you With my head down, looking at the ground, I'm embarrassed for you Paranoia, what did I do wrong this time? That's parents for you, very loyal Should've had my back, could you put a knife in my hands for? What else should I carry for you? I care for you, but on the edge right now Wish that I could say I'm proud I'm sorry that I let you down Let, let, let you down All these voices in my head get loud I wish that I could shut them out I'm sorry that I let you down Let, let, let you down Yeah you don't wanna make this work, you just wanna make this worse Want me to listen to you, but you don't ever hear my words You don't wanna know my hurt yet, let me guess You want an apology, probably How can we keep going at a rate like this? We can't, so I guess I'ma have to leave Please don't come after me, I just wanna be alone right now I don't really wanna think at 
Talk down to me, that's not gonna work now. Packed all my clothes and I moved out. I don't even wanna go to your house. Every time I sit on that couch, I feel like you lecture me. Eventually, I bet that we could've made this work and probably would've figured things out. But I guess I'm a letdown, but it's cool, I checked out. Oh, you wanna be friends now? Okay, let's put my fake face on and pretend now. Sit around and talk about the good times. That didn't even happen. I mean, why are you laughing? Must have missed that joke. Let me see if I can find a reaction. No, but at least you're happy. It's like we're on the air. It's that time again, that time of the week. Aristotle, are you ready for this? It is. You almost wanted to end the show. I just wanted to make it clear: do not end the show without that our show without this past week in hip hop history. Okay, this this past week in hip hop history, um, July 16 to 2021, which was last year, um, Buzz Marky passed away. Rest in peace. Yeah, you got what I need. That's a bus Shay, song, just the friend and vapors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we spoke about him on the um, beatbox. The beatboxing mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, July seventeen, nineteen sixty-one. Guru of gangster was born. I think we mentioned gangster. Yeah. As well. um, when we were doing the top five groups, mm-hmm. and one of the questions I asked was, um, I did the duos. Five, yeah. And I asked for yeah. the DJ, honorable mentions, and the, and the MC be considered um, a group, a, a, a duo group. Yeah, uh, Gangsta was one of them. I think they, DJ Premier, was created or was pioneering in creating the New York sound of the late eighties to early nineties. Him, besides him working with Gangst, uh, with with Guru, just him as a producer created and yeah. helped create that sound that you hear. It's so rele- prevalent or so. But um, uh, not so much. People aren't into boom bap so much. Just uh, revered so much. Basically, mm. there are still people that keep it alive, like Joey Badass and uh, Chris Alda and so forth. But um, yeah, right. Uh, July nineteen ninety, Boogie Down Productions released their fourth album, Edutainment, which is. I think you've heard us speak about KRS one many many times on the show. He was Boogie Down Productions. EDP. Uh, mm. MC8 released his debut solo album We Come Strapped in July 1994. MC8 underrated. Mm. Cool in uh, July 94 as well. Uh, Coolio released his debut debut solo album It Takes a Thief. It's Dangerous Minds on the. Dangerous okay. Minds was a soundtrack from Dangerous Minds, no. but it wasn't there. Yeah. And I'll see uh, you when you, you get, get there. Yeah. Was on there. Was on there. there. There were only two and songs and I know. And one, two, three, four also. 
If I'm, I'm not, I might be mistaken. There's a, there's a, there's a I, listen, I, no, that I, came out. In, sorry, that one, two, three, four came out in '96. Oh, so you had a follow-up? He had a follow-up, yeah. And then after that, he was gone. And I'll see you when you get it. Also, it's oh no, 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 no. But he was on the the intro song of Keenan and Kel. Yes, yeah. that was of, because I know you all know that. Uh-huh. Mm. And yeah, the end, the, the Dangerous Mind song of Coolio is arguably one of the oh, the best movie Gangsta soundtrack songs. Yeah, I think that's the one. Like. Yeah. Um, in July 1993, Cypress Hill released their second album, Black Sunday. Um, July 20, 1971, DJ Screw was born. Also part of hip hop. July, July, July 20, 1968, Cool G Rap was born. A lot of the sound that came from the 90s was inspired by Kooji Rap. Kooji Rap, Big Daddy Kane. Mm. But I'm saying Kooji Rap from the aggression standpoint mm. of time because you had Rakim that was more technical. We had Big Daddy Kane that was a bit flashy and the popular artist type of thing yeah. and had a more of like a commercial style, not necessarily sound. And then you had Chris that had the aggression yeah. and the battle inside. But Kooji Rap, I think from a gangster, not a gangster rap, but... um. Speaking on certain elements within your lifestyle, yeah. come from Gucci Rap. Okay. Uh, Jul- July 20, 21st, 1998, Cameron released his debut album, Confessions. Uh, Ju- July what? July. What year, I mean? In two- no, 1998. Was that the album before he was on Rockefeller? Before when he was that. I think that was before because uh, that old boy came out in 2000. One, yeah, it was his album on rock. So this one wasn't so successful because actually, since we were speaking about Biggie, Biggie before he died went through sign Ken. You actually did? No, no, no. I, he ended up dying and it came approached on from entertainment. Okay. You know the guy that Jay-Z stabbed? Yes. Um, Allegedly. Who cares? Um, and then said like, I was the one that Biggie went through sign. So he signed him and that's where the album came out on entertainment. Yeah. And then uh, July 92, House of Pain released a self-titled debut album. House of Pain. If you know that song, Jump Around. Yeah. Jump yeah. up and jump again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was... A, who's the members of House of Pain? I... I can't remember. Not... Th- 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 not I know one, one of the guys... I know one of the guys... Uh, I can't... One of the guys was battling Eminem. Okay, so then it's not the same because one of the, the big groups had Mark Wahlberg's brother in there. And then there was a song... Not a big group, there's a big song from Boston as well. And then they had, like, I think, what's Mark Wahlberg's brother? Donnie Wahlberg or Danny Wahlberg or something Danny Wahlberg, yeah. And then, he obviously, Mark Wahlberg came with Marky Mark and the funky yeah. <laughs> But I'm not sure if it was House of Pain or a different group that had his brother in there and had a big song and then Marky Mark and the funky bunch came along afterwards. Yeah, I just know one of the members of... Uh, yeah, Everlast. Yeah, ever, yes, Everlast. Um, that's, uh, era Does the picture look like Mark Wahlberg's brother anyway? I'm trying to see now. Cannot see. For the young people, they just know him as an actor. They don't know there was a time that he was a vanilla yeah. ice or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was pathetic. Before, that's why he went okay, into you'll acting. Okay, uh, you'll hear a track on, on Eminem's uh, Marshall Meadows LP where he says, Before Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. This is yeah. how we used to make a party start. Before, yeah. But anyway, that was this week in hip hop history. There wasn't much this week. Yeah, again. It was a quiet historical it was week. Quiet, it was quiet. It was quiet. historical week. Uh, anywho, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, 
On Act of FM, where radio has never been better. This is Aris Styles, and this is the Turned Table, where we keep you learned and get you turned. Remember that. Okay, so we're just going to end it off with the verse. Today it comes from Second Peter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So, I'm Dimani. This was The Turntable on Active FM, and we're going to leave you with a track by Trip Lee called Stone. <laughs> Put that in stone. Tell him put that in stone. Tell him put that in stone. Can't kick my feet up, cause I ain't home. You can tell him put that in stone. Tell him put that in stone. Can't kick my feet up, cause I ain't home. You can tell him put that in stone. Tell him put